Hello, and welcome back to Some Thinks I Thought. This is a podcast by Noise Benet. This episode was filmed on BandLab and hosted by Anchor. Today's episode deals with my hysterectomy and some thoughts around that. To set the scene, on Friday, September the 13th, 2019, probably some point in the morning, about 10 a.m., I look up at a surgeon and I say, I was born on a Sunday the 13th, perhaps I will die today on a Friday the 13th. This lady looks down at me and she goes, oh geez, don't say that right now, you'll be fine. And I was. That was the beginning of my entrance to the second stage of my life. As a woman now free from the fear and uncertainty that I would face with an accidental or enforced pregnancy. When I had looked up at that surgeon and made that comment, it wasn't that I thought I was going to die. It was more that if, if, if in a surgical situation I had died, at least I had died doing something important for myself. Um, I was willing to take the risk just for the fact that that's a lifetime of insurance. You can't put a price on that. My journey was exceptionally easier and more simplified than any other woman I know. I suspect my mental illness and disability status are the main driving reasons I didn't have to fight a biased and unreasonable battle to obtain what should be every woman's personal choice or decision if it happens. And sometimes people are sterilized against their will, even in Canada. So, like, we got problems on both ends. Let's flash back briefly to my childhood, specifically to the introduction of sex ed, and how it impacted my initial formative feelings about not wanting to reproduce personally. Sex ed is a necessary, but misunderstood and misapplied system. I was taught, essentially, that motherhood and marriage were not only inevitable, but they would be regretted if they were not pursued. Jump back ahead now to earlier in 2019. I had happened to mention to a GP doctor that I was thinking a hysterectomy would be for me. The only reason I had never mentioned this to a doctor previous to this was it was my understanding that this was very hard to obtain and you had to really work to make it happen. The mere mention of this kicked it into action. I was granted access to uh, a consultation with a gynecologist immediately. And not only was I able to see one, but I was able to set a time, I'd get a bed for it. Um, I actually went back and had a second consult about my options. I am now a child-free, bleeding-free woman, and I feel more secure as a woman than I ever have before. I don't know why, but 
I don't know, I just feel more in control of myself and my choices now. For most women, this process may seem enviable for what happened to me. And that, I can feel deep sympathy for them. Because my hysterectomy really has, in my case, given me a lot of comfort, confidence, peace of mind, and not yet has one shadow of doubt crossed my mind. And not at this point have I regretted this decision. I may live to change that thought, but knowing how the first half of my life went, I don't think the second half is going to be regretting that I took out something that I've dreaded my entire life. I disagree with the common medical practices of today to discourage young women from taking sterilization steps. If a young man was to do that, it is very much encouraged. From what I understand about the vasectomy uh, system is that it can reverse itself, much like tubes tying in a woman. They reconnect, I guess. I guess in some circumstances, depending on how it's done. I think if the stance of your professional is, well, you're, you're going to change your mind someday, then I'm going to put this for your doctor like this. If I am supposedly going to want children later, why are there not short delay birth control solutions more readily available? They do exist. There are things like the Marina, a disturbing little device that goes up your lady parts and cock blocks the babies for a while. This has to be taken in and out every five years and is a very un unpleasant experience from what I'm told. There's the depo shot. Um, in my case, I had to avoid this because women of my family, it triggers all kinds of bad hormonal problems and exacerbates endometriosis. I know of at least one woman whom it took several years to convince a shrink, a GP, a surgeon, and anyone else she needed that it was really in her best interest to be sterilized. I do believe this girl probably took about 10 years to do it herself. I know of at least another woman who bore the full intensity of the pain of endometriosis for a full decade before medical professionals decided to get on board and give her the medical help she needed. Part of this was she had, a, she had one child and they thought she should have more. Having endometriosis is more like setting yourself up for a series of miscarriages. This seems like a cruel and unusual torture. By the time I was personally able to know and understand the ramifications and lifelong consequences, choices, and sacrifices I was expected to accept in favor of this expected notion, I would succumb to an unwanted, unasked for, unprepared set of children or child. 
I was understandably outraged when I learned other women, instead of being able to choose their own future options, they faced demeaning questions like, what if your husband wants children later? A little thought for those doctors. By the time most people are in an established relationship, one or the other or both of partners should or usually have expressed if they do or do not want children. This is part of figuring out if you are compatible. So by the time someone's visiting a doctor about this, their partner knows they don't want children and have probably accepted that by now. And if they haven't, this is going to be a real fucking problem. A woman shouldn't have to have children just because the husband suddenly wants one. He can go have an affair and spit about a bunch of them out and go have child support with those ones. A woman should personally be allowed to say, no, I really don't want that, even in a marriage situation. I possibly should feel insulted by how easy it was to remove myself from the gene pool. I mostly choose to instead feel lucky rather than shafted, respected, when other women's choices were not. So I got lucky in a way a lot of other women have not, will not, and continue to will not be able to experience. I think that's very unfortunate. If you don't support a choice in reproduction, you are part of the global problem. Overpopulation and unwanted children are a fucking problem. Why would you want a kid to exist solely to punish a woman, burden a society, and grow up to have all kinds of problems because they were not taken care of properly? Because they just weren't expected. Something is wrong with people who think like that. Who think that any sex a woman has should be punished with a the birth of a baby. Not all sex is consensual. Not all sex should be consensual in certain like age cases and etc. My point being there are a lot of reasons women choose to have abortions and morning after pills. I think there's a really big moment for negotiation if we could just sort of explain to the breeders and the non-breeders, we have differences. Respect the fact I am not you and you are not me. And the fact that you had five children and it enriches your life does not mean five children in my life would have been an enriching experience. It could have been. But it also could have fucked up the way of my life. And... I don't know. Sometimes I just think of, mm, I want to live my life for me. And if that's selfish, how selfish is it to bring children into the world for no particular reason? I don't know. Having a hysterectomy does not actually directly infer that that is the end of children in my life or a family. 
If that bug particularly bites me, I can adopt. I can be a stepmom. I closed the door to biological children. That was my choice, and that was one of the best gifts myself that day in 2019. At the time, my boyfriend had tried to talk to me about him being the one to get something done. Instead, I had to kind of sit there and explain, this is for me. If in the case of a relationship ending, I don't really want to leave a trail of sterilized men. It is me who wants to be the sterilized one. I want the security of, say I get raped, I don't have to have that baby. If God knows what happens, like, I just didn't want to. And I wanted it to be me that went through it. I actually took well to the surgery. Um, I was the most jolly and mobile patient they had overnight. I got up on the hour every hour, went outside and had a smoke. I was chipper and just overjoyed to wake up into my new life. A life without fear. Well, fear of that. My legacy doesn't have to be a devastated and abandoned child I never planned to deal with, and apparently wouldn't have. I thought I'd be Skype mommy personally if it happened, so that's what I mean. I have comfort. I have ease in my soul that I did not the day before. September 13, 2019. I believe that every woman who chooses to opt out of motherdom has her own reasons. Doubting, shaming, and gaslighting her for knowing and accepting that she wants to live a life for herself is like being jealous and openly hostile that they were allowed, and they did, follow their choices to make their own moves rather than accept and just passively do the whole produce unwanted kids because it's expected. I run out of recording time, so I'm going to wrap this up. This was Noise Benet, and my podcast, Some Thinks... I thought. Farewell for now, everybody.